Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, all Double G here from Fight Game Media. Before the free episode of the week, which is this week going to be the Dynamite Show, Paul Fontaine, Jeff Hawkins, they go live on YouTube uh, 20 minutes after the East Coast version of AEW Dynamite airs. They do their live stream on our YouTube channel, Fight Game Media. I'm sorry, YouTube.com front slash Fight Game Media. And then we immediately post the audio to the Patreon. You're getting it free here. We, we try to do one free show a week to sample what is happening on the Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com front slash Fight Game Media. We have two tiers. A $5 tier, which is essentially all of the audio plus the bonus shows. And a $10 tier, which is all of the audio plus two specific shows that we record on video and play the video exclusively on the Patreon. And well, and uh, as well, there's two extra audio shows, Power Bombshells and Speaking of Strong Style. And also... We're doing a monthly happy hour, so if you are in that $10 tier and you let me know which Fight Game Media person you want to chit-chat with, we're going to do a, a happy hour uh, through uh, s- sort of like Zoom. We use a different software, but uh, that, that'll be pretty fun. And obviously, everybody who is on the Patreon gets access to the Discord. So what I'm going to do, I want to give away two free months in both tiers if you send me an email gg at fightgamemedia.com we'll figure out the details and how to do it but we're going to give away two of the five dollar two of the ten dollar for one month you will still have to sign up to the patreon uh, but we will send you the uh, the payment that for your first month and i uh, want you to sample it because you know we are at a monday through friday with bonus shows daily podcasting network we're trying it through patreon and hoping that uh, the content is there for folks to subscribe to so we're about to play right now the show that went up immediately after AEW dynamite on wednesday paul fontaine jeff hawkins the dynamite show talking about the dynamite episode of fight for the fallen mini angles towards all in uh, and a main event of the Young Bucks versus the Gun Brothers. We are live. Sorry, technical difficulties to start the show. Paul Fontaine alongside Jeff Hawkins. And uh, you've, uh, you're here for the Dynamite Show. I want to thank you all for joining if you're watching us live. And uh, if you haven't already, please consider uh, subscribing to the Fight Game Media Patreon. The details are up there on the screen. Uh, Jeff, we got word today. I don't know if you saw the tweet that uh, several um, uh, backstage wrestlers are unhappy about the build to All In. 
<laughs> I'll read the quote. And this, is, this is from SES oh, Scoops. Oh, you think? Uh, uh, this is from SES Scoops. A lot are upset about Wembley. Maybe if it were just Wembley, it would be different. But with everything that's happened over the last year, it's becoming the one major issue. People want to know if they're going to London. What's the card going to be? It's a show everyone wants to be on. It's like our WrestleMania 3 or maybe our WrestleMania 1. But there isn't any urgency. People are scared we aren't going to live up to this moment. Jeff, you find you know, this funny. Uh, I find it. Um, there, there's a little phrase that I've been saying since I've joined this show uh, in its infancy. Oh. It's uh, John Mewes, cover yours. Tony can't cook. <laughs> Oh, does John think that Tony can? No, no, no. He does, he just doesn't like the phrase. Like it's kind of he's not disagreeing with what you're saying. He just it's just the phrase he doesn't like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to John Hughes then. <laughs> um, uh, great ingredients. Do you take your apology lessons from CM Punk? Can't cook. Oh well, <laughs> we'll get into that. I'm gonna have to yeah. eat some crow. So uh, all right. Yeah. No, no. I just mean because uh, he. No, he likes no. To... It's fine. He doesn't like what I'm something I say. That's fine. I, you know, I, I got no animus against j- people who don't like me. Oh, you know, we um, might have like somebody have some, else. <laughs> we might have some new viewers slash listeners. Okay. Can you quickly explain what you mean by cook. Uh, it it means that he can't build programs very well. That okay. that's what I mean. I mean, he has much like a recipe, or say a recipe for success. Yeah, uh, he has great ingredients, but he can't make the soup. He can't right. put it all together. He doesn't gotcha. know how to do week to week builds. He he is a great matchmaker, and the talent that he has is awesome. And they pull off great matches in the ring. And luckily, the ingredients are good enough that the food. Uh... That that the food oh okay uh, that the food is good enough that it doesn't even matter yes yes yeah. but there's but, but wait, we're getting some sushi it doesn't come out hot <laughs> yeah you're getting sushi it's coming out cold yeah um yeah the, the, the week to week build about heat and building yeah. angles and heightening those angles and heightening feelings for the participants in a match like we'll just have blood feuds that just come up and you're like okay great there's that um. <laughs> Paul, there's only one singles match on this card, and I I told uh, so far. I think that's gonna be it, possibly. Um, might be, might be, might be. I mean, you might get no. There's two. Here. There's two. Which? What's the other one? Uh, MJF and Cole and Jericho and Osprey. Okay, never mind. Other yeah. than the title match, there's only yeah. It feels a lot like a New Year's Dash card in some ways. Mm, I mean, yeah. I I uh, I, I want to warn people too. Uh, normally, we'll do like. 20 to 30 minutes before we recap dynamite and go over the news and our thoughts on the week in aw and everything like that we're just going to do like a few minutes of that then we're going to get right into the show and then we're going to stick around after the show recap because then we'll talk about some other aw stuff and and everything but before we get into the dynamite recap i do want to talk about the big news of the week okay and uh it was on collision and cm punk uh first we hear he did a post-match promo making fun of hangman page and the fact that you yes. can't sell action figures. And then we find out that CM Punk has barred a number of talent from the building. And then there was some question about whether it was actually him or whether Tony was just telling them not to show up because he didn't want any drama. Um, I do have a clip here of the, uh, of the interview that, that punk did after the show. So I'll just play it. Hopefully we don't get in trouble, but if you can get ready, are, are you ready, Jeff listeners? Ready. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. Ha, ha, ha. 
<laughs> uh, for you those know, I'm, I'm already embarrassed enough by this dynamite tonight. <laughs> I don't those... need to be embarrassed. By this. Uh, uh, <laughs> for, for those, that was a callback to last week. Yes. And uh, my Rick Roll. Would you like me to explain what a Rick Roll is to you? <laughs> I, I think I got it. Okay, I think good. I got it. Good. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah. Uh, anyways, Punk. I do not have uh, clips of the promo, but Punk, CM Punk. Um, he, he, uh, cliff notes. Uh, he basically said that Hangman doesn't sell any toys. Right, and and apparently this stemmed from the fact that somebody had a sign in the crowd that was in support of Hangman, and that annoyed Mister Punk. Mm-hmm. And so he decided to lash out on somebody that he had barred from the building. So would it be able to make a make a retort? Well, according to him, he had not barred him from the building. He right. just he, yeah. he was not supposed. Uh, yeah, he was supposed to do pre-tapes, and then someone called him and said, "You know what? Don't come to the building. We'll just do it off-site." And I think what aired tonight on Dynamite was actually what he yes. was filming. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So and then and then also barred from the building were Ryan Nemeth. Yeah. And Christopher Daniels and Chris Daniels. Yeah. And maybe Isaiah Cassidy. Yeah. And Matt Hardy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I find it funny that Hangman was given the week off on the week that they were going to announce and do the angle for his match at Wembley. But that's another story. I guess maybe he booked the week off a while ago. And... Here is where I have to eat a little of it. Okay. Because um, you've been a staunch defender of, of I've Mr. Been, Punk. I've been... I've been... I've been more defensive of Punk Ooh. than other, uh, than other, okay, uh, than other podcasters and other people in the wrestling media. I will admit that because I could see Punk getting into a situation and him reacting the wrong way. That was my defense. I didn't. I, it's not that. Oh, Punk was correct here. It, it was mostly I see his point of view a little bit here. I also see his point of view a little bit here as well. Here's the problem with it, though. The part that really turned me off on this one is that apparently he and Ryan Nemeth, who is a uh, – my, my, my Ryan Nemeth number is two or one, <laughs> depending on how you do it. So uh, I, I, have str- I have strong positive feelings about Ryan Nemeth. Fair enough. If you squash a beef and you've sh- shaked hands on it, even if you don't want to use him ever again, if he's there, you don't throw him out. Squashing a beef means you squash the beef. You don't get to be petty anymore. And right now, as much as I love CM Punk and I love his vision of collision, it, it, he's management. He's in his mid-40s. You're talking you're talking it's, Daniels or or oh you're talking punk. I'm talking punk. He's okay, mostly, gotcha, I mean, he gotcha. gets to manage his own fiefdom. Gotcha. In some yeah, ways. Yeah. Not officially, but yeah. Not I mean, officially, clearly, but clearly if, you can, has, if you can get the yeah. head of talent relations thrown <laughs> out of the building. You got some pull. You're, you're, you're just cause you don't, you don't have the title of King doesn't mean you're not King. Yeah. Um, it, It's time now that you are quote unquote management to grow up and swallow it sometimes. And that's what you have to do as management. I know you probably have a vision of the show that you want. Uh, If Ryan Nemeth is sent there by management, that's higher than you. Even if you don't like him, use him and then say, I'd rather you not send him here anymore. We've had some issues in the past. Well, and the thing is, he doesn't even have to use him. I'm sure he was brought there for Ring of Honor. Yeah. I don't think Punk is involved with. Exactly. He wasn't going to be on collision. 
Yeah, so this is not the time. Yeah. And, and right. it makes me think of, you know, all those stories he told of, of Triple H and HBK making fun of him in yeah. the back while now watching it. And now you're like, you know what else? The other comparison I bring to this a little bit here is Chevy Chase. Oh, on SNL? No, late stage Chevy Chase, like Community. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just, he's a comedy legend. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody can stand him anymore. They did a roast of him on Comedy Central, and they couldn't get anybody who knew him to come on there because they didn't like him that much. So they got a bunch of comedians, and Chevy Chase spent the night going, who are these guys? I don't know who they are. They're not funny. You are... In your mid-40s, again, I will say this. I know that you've never had the chance to live your dream, which is to to headline WrestleMania, the biggest event in professional wrestling. You are now a general on the other side in the army there. It is time to help your younger troops. It is not the time to settle scores. And I know that, I mean, I, I, I get I get the urge where it's like now it's payback time and no it is not it is the time to eat your pride a little bit yeah and 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 to foster a good show and to be successful and to gather around the common enemy that is the company that's calling you a secondary company that that exactly and and the fact is we have it's the biggest show of all time they're going to sell more tickets to to this show coming up than any show in history and yet all anyone is talking about is cm punk Yes, he sucks and the oxygen out of the room. It was three weeks ago he did a speech, a promo, I should say, on Collision, where he basically made fun of Tony Khan for not hyping up All In enough yes. and questioning whether or not he's even going to be on the card. And since then, ironically enough, there's been an angle going on where Joe is trying to get a match with him and he won't talk to him. <laughs> so I I don't know if it's supposed to be I, I'll, throw, I'll throw out a little bit of a well maybe he's a little bitter that he's not top lining this card too. Well here you go. Yeah, okay. Dennis Owen says the funny thing is if he held it together, he could have headlined a show bigger than any mania so far. Yes. I mean, I don't think well, you know what? I, I want you to say that. Punk and Joe, if they did it right, I mean, maybe. I well, I mean, I think he's just basically saying punk versus MJF or punk. By the way, that's Omega probably another that's probably another singles match that we're going to get on All In. They haven't announced it yet, but you I mean all, all Out? I think it's going to be on All In. You think it's going to be on All Out? MJF and Punk? No, no, uh, M, uh, Punk and uh, Joe. Oh yeah, no, I yeah. thought it was. I, yeah, I'm, I'm fairly certain it is. Yeah, so now that'll be three. So okay, um, I th- I have a feeling this the is original... from our talk. This is from our yeah. talk before we went on the air. Oh, I'm sorry, know. I'm sorry. Yeah, so yeah, okay. I thought I sometimes have a hard time remembering. Okay. Well, we got that out of the way. Let's get into the show. Uh, yes. In just over 10 minutes. And then, uh, yeah, we'll get back to. So, uh, so to, to start the show, yes. you said yourself here, this is the biggest wrestling card in wrestling history, correct? Biggest crowd, biggest. All in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To quote Bane from The Dark Knight Returns, does it feel like the biggest card in wrestling history? Well, I are mean, they building it like the biggest card in wrestling history? Are you that excited for this card? I'm excited about one, card? one match oh, no, no, for no. sure. Not on paper, not matches. Not, I mean, no, the no, card, no. the yeah. event. The event, yeah. I'm excited for the event just because I want to see the building. You know, like they could put on AEW Dark and it okay, wouldn't matter. Like I want to see the 80,000 fans and I want to hear the chants and yes. all that. 
to so everything i'm excited i'm put it this way i'm no more excited for this card than i was when it was first announced in fact i'm probably less excited for the card okay okay than no, I was that's when fair. It was first announced but i am excited for it I'm that, not gonna lie. that is fair um yeah. <laughs> unfortunately trevor uh dame stole another line of mine from from bill well he didn't steal knowingly steal it but it's 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 true uh i have said often that tony feels like the kid who's uh cramming for a test hmm. this was this was a cramming show oh yeah i mean that was pretty evident like about a half hour into the show that it was like we've heard all these rumors about all these matches that we're going to get and then you're thinking well how are they going to get there and then well we're just going to get there <laughs> we're, we're just gonna get there that's yeah, yeah and that's my yeah. problem with this show, yeah is that yeah this should have been a few of these angles that have been done over the past five or six weeks to build the card and then we can then build on this stuff but we got for instance a real big match was set up in the opening segment mm -hmm. and we are just over two hours after it was recorded and it feels like it was a month ago yes. uh, because so much stuff happened on this show um and not a lot of it had to do with the pay-per-view but we'll get to that too um so we we had no opening credits on this show which was at least here in canada i don't know if you had them in the states we just went right to excalibur um and the crowd and everything i did i didn't see any opening you know i can't remember them but i also yeah. wasn't dynamite baby you know whatever that is um uh, but we started with orange cassidy and wheeler yuda and i was you know i was excited for this match and uh this was, um, I think we saw this a couple months ago, and it, they had a, just an awesome match to, uh, you know, earlier in Orange Cassidy's title reign, if I'm remembering right. I didn't look it up. Um, I noticed there's Texas Chainsaw Massacre banners everywhere. They're, they sold space in the ring, which, uh, hey, good for them. Uh, what's your motto every morning? Good morning, get paid. There you go. And I hope they got paid because it was all over the place. Mm -hmm. um, they had... This was not as good as the first time. If I remember, if they even had a first one, and I'm sure if I'm wrong, somebody's going to correct me, but I, it was fine. It was good. Um, you know, just your standard, you know, Orange Cassidy, Wheeler, you had a match. Um, you know, Orange looked a little slow. You know, he might have been, he, he's probably a little worn down. He's been, or just selling that he's worn down because he's been defending his belt for nine months or however long it's been. Um, he, uh, he hit the uh, paradigm shift uh, with Moxley and Claudio at ringside just to kind of taunt Moxley. Because I think we're heading to a Moxley-Orange uh, Cassidy singles match. Probably at All Out would be my guess. And then he hit the orange punch, but he's selling his hand. Yuta put him in the seatbelt. Orange Cassidy kicked out. And then he reversed the pile driver and just stacked him up for the pin. And, uh, yeah, it was, um, it, it was a match. We got a pile driver on the floor. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we did. Yeah, I mean, we got we got a time. I mean, I wrote that down. It was on the ramp, actually. Um, I I really wanted you to to be a little bit more, um, a little less wrestlery and a little more killer. gym class bully here. Yeah, yeah. I, I and that that's all because especially I mean, with is, the promo they did on Rampage. Yes, up. yeah, yes, no, yeah. and that that's the reason why it's like okay, we're gonna have a fight. Eh, Even no, Orange Cassidy happen. actually like. He did like he actually cut a promo. Like yeah. he didn't just do his whatever. Yeah. You know, he, he, I was this is personal with the best friends, and I kind of like yeah. that. Yeah. I, I kind of like that edge to it. And then it's just like, okay, they just kind of did a they did a wrestling match and it was good. Yeah. Yeah, it was fine. Um so then uh, after the match, the uh Blackpool Combat Club uh comes in and attacks Orange. So it's three on one. And uh best friends wandered out to make the save of course they waited for their music and they posed a bit and then they came down they ran down and uh now that's three on three but because orange was down the blackpool combat club quickly took over so then out come the lucha bros with alex 
And now we're six on three baby faces. Um, and uh, they uh, they took their sweet time to get down there as well. It gave Blackpool Combat Club time to grab some chairs. Lucha Brothers were, they weren't even in their gear. They were in jeans and no shirt. They kind of looked a little different. Oh, we had to hype them up for the run-in during the music. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's doing the hype thing. He's like, come on, come on everybody. Uh, Cheer yeah. for us before we go to the ring to save our friends from this vicious beating. So it's six on three now, but still not enough for the baby faces. So out comes Eddie Kingston and uh, Claudio attacked him on the ramp. Eddie gets past him. Uh, they eventually uh, chased off the Blackpool Combat Club. Eddie grabs a mic. He says, Wembley Stadium, boys, all in, boys, us against you and whoever you can find in a stadium stampede match. So it's it, the rumored match was the three on three. And it was yes. going to be Eddie, Orange Cassidy and a partner against the uh against blackpool combat club now it's going to be eddie orange cassie the best friends the lucha bros against blackpool combat club and three mystery partners and everyone they've ever been aligned with is taken so i don't know who they're going to get but i this feels like say the mighty don't kneel sabers haste and uh nichols that's possible. Uh, I like this would be uh, a this would this Jer- would be a fine place to put Suzuki. Jeremy and- Finestone, the resident New Japan expert who won the uh, post wrestling G one contest. Yeah, uh, shout out to Speaking Brainiac. in Strong Style yeah. on this network. Uh, so he suggests Santana and Ortiz and possibly Shooter. Okay, um, I'm fine you know, with that. I think Shooter's a given. Um, you know, I don't. Again, I Santana Ortiz. Hey, why not? I mean, Shooter Suzuki and Lance Archer. I could see. I mean, yeah, any, yeah. Any, you know, any Suzuki's. Kind of, yeah, Suzuki's. Kind of I, I think they're bringing in people from Japan, New Japan for this. Could one. be. I mean, they're all there for the for the uh, Rev Pro card and some of the other cards that are there that weekend. So, I mean, they can literally get just about. Obviously, this is where you debut Mickey James. <laughs> Nick Aldis. Um, but yeah, I like that suggestion from Jeremy Santana. Yeah. And and Jeremy's already proven to be a great prognosticator. So it you can take Jeremy's word for it. And uh, Samantha Shipman uh from the uh, Power Bombshells agrees with him. She thinks the same. As one should. One should always agree with Jeremy Feinstein. And one should always agree with the Power Bombshells. Yes. Um, yeah. So uh yeah, the uh that that was I mean that was a good segment. And honestly, like that is the match at this moment I'm most looking forward to on the card. Um, and it, we've literally had, you know, whatever, five seconds of build for it uh, yeah. with, with Eddie, you know, uh, challenging them. And then as soon as he, and it's stadium stampede. So, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be cinematic, if they're going to pre-tape it or if they're just going to do it through the stadium. I mean, I, I mean, it's gonna I'll, be... I'll put another possibility out there just for craps sure. and giggles. Um, as a make good for being on zero hour, maybe this is where we put some United Empire people to. Yeah, possibly. I mean, Jeff Cobb. Cobb, um, Cobb and Aussie Open wouldn't except, be. The, I mean, well, they're baby faces, but I guess it works because uh, Osprey's a heel now. So. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, uh, Aaron Hanare. You know, he's, I, I just think I just think we're getting some guests that that the Wembley crowd might like. Yeah. 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 So then, in that sense, yeah, who you're suggesting kind of works. We'll yeah. find out. I'm sure we won't find out until uh, All In, and uh, we're going to have a bunch of fun stuff for All In that uh, we'll be announcing in the next week or so that we'll be doing on the Viking Media channel. So just stay tuned, and I'm sure Garrett will send up an out, send up an update for people on the Patreon. Um, next, we went to uh, an interview uh, that was taped earlier today at Daly's Place. Oh, uh, this thing, Jim Ross with Kenny Omega. <laughs> okay, I'm going to tell you something. I'm watching this and I'm like, oh my God, the acting here and JR just looks like 
what? Like he's usually great in these things and he looked confused. He looked old and everything. By the end of the show, like this was one of the best things on the show. And that's not saying this segment was any good. Uh, it's just, it went downhill. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, this, so basically Kenny says Callis was a close family friend. He never had any friends. Don gave him his first weight set and vials of things that he didn't know what they were. So I guess Don was like drugging him up <laughs> so he could be a star athlete. Um, he was grooming him, basically. Uh, he said he was guided and molded to be the best athlete he could be. And then Jim Ross says, sounds like you're trying to justify it because he stabbed you in the head with a screwdriver. And then Kenny says, well, you know, you can't choose your family. I'm trying to move on. I don't want to focus on revenge. And he says, and then me and Takeshita go way back. And uh, they show highlights of a match with a much smaller Takeshita, who is clearly on the same drug plan that Kenny Omega was on. Because, <laughs> man, he, this Takeshita they showed in these highlights, like there's no way I would have known it was the same guy because he's he's like 100 pounds smaller. Um, and uh, and then he says, Callis shows a guy that would hurt me. He said, Don, you got a new cash cow. I'm going to take him away from you. And then Callis shows up and he interrupts the interview. And he questioned uh, Kenny's mental health. And then before Kenny can say anything, he gets attacked from behind by Takeshita, Jay Robinson, and Juice. JR just kind of stands up. They they do a camera pan to him, and he's got this look on his face like. <laughs> we'll, get it, we'll get into this. Yeah. Uh, and uh, long story short, they laid him out. He gets taken to the hospital. And uh, and then we'll get, a, we'll get more later. But tell me about your thoughts on this. Oh, dear Lord. Um, <laughs> there was... This was a pre-tape. Yes, it was. And they let this be the final cut. That's yeah. the most shocking part of this to me, because this was god-awful. It was better than the MJF pole ring. Uh, <laughs> not in the ring, but the, but the outback. No, no, they, they the pre-tape. I'll, I'll, I'll pre agree with you on that one. Yeah. But um, Kenny Omega stinks on a promo. Um, all he asked, all you need to do... My problem with Kenny is is kind of the same as when you listen to him uh, on on interviews with uh, Wrestling Observer Radio, where he, he just it's 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 just so put upon at times, and you're just like, well, yes, you know the 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 endearingness, which is just, dude, all you gotta do is be real right here. That that's all you need is is don't act here. Actually, well, just have some feeling that right there. I'm glad you brought that up because when he's on Observer Radio, like you can tell, like he's thinking about what he's going to say. Yes. He's got a different tone. And this felt like that to me yeah. in this yeah. is, like, okay, what would working me say right now? Yeah. Okay, yeah. here we go. You know, that kind of a thing. And it just, it comes off so phony to me. Yeah. And then, <laughs> God bless JR, <laughs> who I think was in charge of directing this segment because that's the only way this gets by any sort of quality control. The guy that you need to emote is not the guy who, no offense and through no fault of his own, has half his face paralyzed. Well, I wasn't going to say that. But... I'm going to say it because this is an acting thing and it needs to be on there. And the problem was in his head, he is emoting. But, but he can screen, use his voice. Well, I mean, no, he can't because he can't give play by play of that. And, and no, he can say, his, "My God, stop it, security!" You know, that, like he doesn't have that energy in him anymore. Oh, and the problem oh. here is, is, is he kind of looks a little taken aback at first, and then the look you're describing is a, 
Oh, well, darn shame about you. I'm going to yeah. shuffle on out of here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, <laughs> he just got, my, my time's up. <laughs> it's, like, it's like he walked in on his parents having sex. That's what, <laughs> what this was. I mean, it was just like, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Almost, yeah. 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 Uh, I was oh thinking Reggie God. be fine in the back of my head. You know, mama just says it bees that way sometimes. And he just walked. Uh, that's the business we chose. <laughs> he just yeah. walks off. I'm just like, oh, my God, No. They didn't need to show Jr. at all. They just could have shown him yeah. like running away in the yeah yeah run away you know or someone like security or, just or, takes yeah. him away or something yeah, yeah. some people coming yeah. to protect Jr. and taking yeah. him off screen. That's all you needed here. And instead, instead we get the the off look, and you're just like no, yeah, because he's because he's. <laughs> he, he actually looked him up and down. It looked like too like yeah. Damn shame. <laughs> yeah. Oh, not even a. Oh, you know, like just. Huh? Yeah. Well, that, that was like that was like going to sting in the morning. Damn shame about that. Yeah. So we go to the hospital. Mom, why are you why are you yelling, Mom? We ah! go to we go to the hospital, which looks suspiciously like the oh. outside of the whatever building Hangman like was barred from dock. on yes. Saturday night. Uh, and uh, and Hangman's there, and he's got he's got a beer. And he says, you know, if you're going to do a beatdown, you got to do a good beatdown. If you're going to start a beatdown, you better finish it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said he was outside of the hospital, but there's no way that he's outside of a hospital. He said, in London, I'm going to have two of my greatest friends and tag partners, uh, or two of Kenny's greatest friends and tag partners, Hangman and Kota Abushi. And in London at Wembley Stadium, we'll finish the beatdown. And some dude comes up and tells Hangman he can't drink a beer in a hospital. And then he just chugged the beer. <laughs> right in front of him. So and I'm outside a hospital, genius. Can't you see? Yeah, anything? well, I, he was outside of a of an arena. I'm of an pretty arena. darn sure. I mean, that looks. I'm not like, even sure he was drinking a beer. It looked like a seltzer to me, but that's me. could have been. Well, yeah. maybe a white claw. Um, no, 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 no. I could have told you it was a white claw. Oh, okay, white claw. Yeah, but uh, yeah, <laughs> but that was your setup. That was your reveal for uh, the golden elite uh, reuniting. Um, and uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I, can, I don't know, can, Sam. Can we, I don't think can, JR, maybe he's going to call Punk's match. Maybe. I don't know. Can we not sell the beat down and go, I hope Kenny is okay enough to be it all in? Can we oh, do that? No, no. He he was at home by the end of the night. Because at the end of the thing, they said he was at home recovering. So he, they, they released him from the hospital. He's okay. Oh, on his own yeah. recognizance. Okay. I guess so, yeah. Because they mentioned didn't in the... Him, didn't keep him overnight for observation after getting hit in the head. No, 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 no. No, and of course not. He got clunked a couple times. <laughs> um, and yeah, so we go back to the arena. And of course, that was a pre-tape. So we're in the arena and all we hear is booing. And, and I'm like, what's going on? Like, I thought Tony Schiavone was in there because they did a wide shot of the arena. Boy, they really hated Abushi in that blood and gut smash, didn't they? Yeah. No. <laughs> no, it was Don Callis. And there's a, conveniently a picture uh, set up, but it's covered. So that was a key plot point. And, you know, any... Anybody that's watched TV knew, knew something was up with that picture. Yeah, but uh, off picture, yeah. Uh, so yeah, crowds giving him the Dom treatment. He calls out Jericho because, of course, Jericho's going to give an answer. And uh, Jericho, you know, he says he was betrayed by Kenny Omega. I watched what the Jericho appreciation side did to you. I feel so bad. Chris says, "Yeah, you know what? They all left me, uh, but I don't join factions. I create them." And after last week, the answer to you is obvious. And my answer: Do I want to be part of the Cal's family? He says, "Yes." 
and don is like shocked like just and he sold the shock really well yes and uh and jericho says i'll tell you why when they walked out on me i need to go back to my roots i need to align with a man who's as low as i am so the answer is yes they hug Callus is thrilled. He says, let's go drink some Broadway dry and beat up some rednecks. And Jericho says, before we go, what, what's up with that picture? And Callus is like, oh, don't worry about it. I'll get it sent to you. It's another picture of you, me, and bad news. Uh, don't, don't worry about it. Let's go. And Jericho says, no, no I want to see it. And of course, you know, like, you know, something's going on here. And uh, crowds chanting, or no, sorry, I've, I skipped ahead of myself here. Um, and uh, so they, so uh, he says, uh, Callus says, what house do you want? Sent to you? No, I want to see it now. So he he reveals the he takes off the cover of the picture, and it's a painting of Callus holding Jericho's head. <laughs> Basically, he's beheaded, and the crowd chants, "You fucked up!" at uh, Callus, and Callus like, "It's a rib." And he says, did you think I was going to say no? Were you going to behead me over a business decision? And Callus is like, bruh, 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 bruh. and he says, uh, I, the artist's fault. I told him to do a picture of you, me, and bad news. And this is what he gave me. I'm going to fire him. And then, Cal- and then Jericho says, I've known you since 1989. I know when you're lying. So just please be straight with me, you scumbag lowlife. And he says, tell me the truth. Be a man. So Cal says, you're right. I didn't think you were going to say yes. Not because it wasn't the best opportunity. I thought you'd say no because of your massive ego. These two guys are just like burying each other. It's, it's great. He says, I've known you for 34 years. and It's always been about Jericho. Yes, I thought you'd make a stupid decision and say no. And in a business full of egomaniacs, you're the greatest at that. You're a narcissist egomaniac and you don't deserve to be part of the the Cal's family. And then Jericho fires back. He says, three years ago, you weren't in the business. No one cared. You're here because of me and still no one cares. And uh, this is why you lost everything. You lost your family. You lost Omega. You have no friends. You've messed up every personal relationship you have. You're a lowlife, a worm, a piece of trash, and an asshole. And then Callus slaps him, and then he starts to apologize, and Jericho grabbed him by the neck. And then, of course, that's when Takeshita showed up with a chair. But uh, Jericho fought him off. And then Will Osprey showed up out of nowhere and blindsided him, nailed him with a chair. Jericho bladed. Osprey and Takeshita held him up. Callus, oh, this... Callus broke the picture over his head. And you're expecting shattered glass. All you heard was a thump. Oh, no, that was plastic. Yeah. yeah. And I think Jericho got cut again legit from whatever this was. Like this. Oh, article. no, you can get cut on that stuff. I have, yeah. I have movie posters at home. Because it didn't even it, shatter, yeah. really. Like, it probably no. cracked. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. Um, and and it, Excalibur's selling it like there's shattered glass. Like, he's saying, oh, the glass shattered all over his head. I'm like, no. dude, I watched it um and uh yeah so Look, we know punk won't use glass on his show no so, no exactly yeah. yeah so sammy uh guevara made the save with floyd and uh and that was that so that was nice consistency from last week because sammy did say you know i'm not leaving you yet yeah and so they made a save so i think we'll you know we'll get a tag match at some point down the road maybe even at all out but uh the singles match is going to be uh Takeshita and uh osprey admit it surprised me a little bit um, I thought <laughs> you, you knew the uh, the picture I thought was going to be the picture of whatever the Callis family was going to be, and then Jericho oh. looking and go, "Oh, why aren't I in there?" Kind of like the list of Jericho. Why is my yeah. name on here? Type of a thing. Um, <laughs> Good call. And then I was watching, and as they were going really hard into calling oh. each other scumbags, Jason got brought up a great point. He okay. says, "You're going to assassinate me," which was a reference to Osprey, who's the aerial assassin. Yeah, and there was also the callback to uh, or to him offering his services to uh, Osprey right before the Kenny match. Remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, my bad. I might. I said I might have said to catch an Osprey. It's obviously Jericho and Osprey. No. Um. 
I thought they were going so hard into the era scumbag. I thought they were going to come to a mutual agreement and hug and then eventually yeah, like, not turn on him a bit. Again. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, I, I thought it was good. Like, I mean, it was rushed. It was fine, but, yeah. But, but yeah. I mean, you know, and they can be excused for being rushed because obviously, you know, none of these guys from Japan were available until this weekend um, because of the gym. Yeah, but, but on the other hand, they should have had at least a week where he was part of the family and, and that and that picture was looming. If this was the only one of these on the show, it would be a lot easier to just, okay, you know, but I mean, yeah. it was like every single thing they set up was just boom, boom, boom. Like, there's nothing that led to any of this. Like, this was probably the best one, like with the backstory, you know, in terms of. Yeah, no, you know, I'm, like, I'm not. I, I just, I just, I just think they needed, they needed that week for Jericho to have made his bed. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then to get hoisted on his own petard and then, you know, maybe get a little sympathy where you go, oh, he trusted his friend and his friend. But at least this way, he's a sympathetic baby face. That's true, too. Yeah. And Sammy got a hell of a pop. He did. He did. I mean, that was probably the biggest pop of the night so far. Yeah. uh, You know, when uh, when he came out. So, yeah, good. Good segment, I thought. Uh, Next, we got a video package for Jack Perry and Hook. And uh, Perry says he's bragging about beating RVD. And he says he says, I'm the best FTW champion. But. The only thing better than being the best champion is being the last one. So next week, I'm going to retire the FTW championship on Dynamite uh, because there's nothing better than being the last. And Taz was very upset by this. And so I I assume we're probably going to see Hook next week and we're going to get Hook and Jack Perry either at All In or All Out. Thought this was simple and to the point. I liked it. Yeah, yeah, it was fine. Um, I mean, and, you know, thank God uh, we're not getting... And we edited Jack Perry. Thank goodness. Yeah, yeah. No, it was... Yeah, Jack Perry was good. Yeah. Uh, next we got Darby Allen and Nick Wayne against the gates of agony. Um, I was really looking forward to this one. I just thought, you know, it's going to be like, you know, 15 minutes of the gates of agony, tossing these guys around and making their great baby face comebacks and eventually overcoming the odds. And we kind of got like a half of that. Like it was, you know, it was less than less than 15 minutes. I, I don't, I didn't time it or anything, but, uh, gates of agony attacked them on the way to the ring. And then swerve came out with Fox. Fox is still carrying around Wayne's bloody tank top. And yeah, it was just a bunch of spots where, you know, they were, you know, both Darby and Wayne were, would basically attack them one on two. And uh, the only way they ever got the advantage was when the guys ran into each other or they ducked out of the way or something. Eventually, uh, Nick Wayne drop kicked uh, Khan into a backside pin from Darby. Uh, then the heels took advantage. They tried a double corner splash. The baby faces escaped. Wayne hit him with a, uh, Wayne gave the Samoan a run off the apron. Then he hit Wayne's world on Khan and uh, Darby hit him with a coffin drop and they got the win. So that was that. At this point, I ask a, uh, a question. Yes. So Nick Wayne is the emotional crux of this angle mm-hmm. because AR Fox has a bloody tank top with him on it. He was beaten to within an inch of his life and he's right back here in two weeks. Yep. I, I will forgive that part. What match are we building to at all in? Uh, the coffin match. Darby and uh, and uh, Sting against uh, Fox and Swerve. Uh, there seems to be a name missing from there. Nick Wayne? Yes. Well, you see, I think a lot of people <laughs> thought he might be in the coffin. <laughs> but, I mean... You can't do that now, although they probably will. They probably will. Yeah, but, I mean, they it would have been more effective if he'd been off TV for three weeks. Yes. <laughs> and might be, you know, and if he's on TV right now, why is, why is this not a coffin match? 
with the guy who got bloodied. Yeah. With the guy <laughs> whose tank top he's throwing around. No, no, he's not available for this match. We're bringing in the 60-year-old. I'm not sure why Nick Wayne even needed to be in this match. Like it could have been Darby against, you know, one of the Samoans. Yes. It could have been Darby against any member of Mogul Embassy. Yeah. Yeah. Darby against Khan. Because he just fought Brian Cage on Friday. And for what they did on the, on the post fight, like, yeah, Sam agrees. She, she said the same thing on her show, I think. Um, And yeah, I mean, they, they could have had that. And then you save Wayne, bring him out, bring him out at all in. Who is the emotional crux of this angle? Yeah. It's Nick Wayne. They're fighting so for Nick Wayne. The, well, he's yes, fine. You want, but you want the comeback, but you want the comeback moment as well. Yeah. And uh, and then and then we got the post match, oh. um, <laughs> where uh, Sting is reprising his TNA character of Joker Sting. Um, There's a lot uh, of TNA on this show. Yeah. Well, first Darby grabbed his skateboard, handed it to Nick because they're going to do a fight, and they do a standoff. And then then we get Sting on the video wall, and he's, whose house? And he says, I'm directing movies now, and I got a great leading man. And I should have pointed out, Prince Nana was not at, not there with uh, with either the Gates of Agony or with Swerve and, and Fox because he'd been kidnapped by Sting. And uh, and and I assumed I thought they were going to do like a torture video or something like that that he was going to take him to, but no, he's just sitting on the couch with him. But Sting won't let him leave, and he says, "Fox, this is for you. You got eyes in the back of your head. Why? Because we have a coffin match in nine days." And I'm like, nine days." I was like, "Did they tell Sting this was going to air on Rampage?" <laughs> and uh, and then Prince Nana corrects him. <laughs> he says, "It's eleven days." <laughs> and uh, and then Sting's okay, fine, whatever. Uh, Eighty thousand people. It's showtime. And uh, and then he's just doing all these wacky faces and acting he's like doing the Nicholson Joker. from '88 Batman. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's not even the uh, the cool, um, you know, Heath Ledger Joker. It's it's Jack Nicholson totally. Are you and, saying uh, Jack Nicholson isn't cool as the Joker? Because I got some. News. No, no, he is fine, but <laughs> I, I prefer the uh, Heath Ledger version. Um, and walking Phoenix is I. okay. Um, so he says, so he scared the shit out of Nana. Nana takes off, and then Sting's singing na 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 na. Hey, 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 goodbye. Which some surprisingly did not take off in the arena. I thought for sure it would, but. Uh, and uh, what is and this? Then okay, you then, might have to explain this to me. And then the sketch goes. goes oh, oh, this is ba- Star Wars. This yeah, Star Wars. He's, well, he's basically saying Nick turns heel on Darby and Sting. And I just oh, yeah. uh, and I, I said this a few weeks ago, and everybody said that's one of the worst ideas I've ever heard, and I I still agree with them. Okay. Um, yeah, and then and then the sketch goes on a couple more beats where it's just they're running the camera on Sting. Yeah. And he's like, I need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> they were purposely they were purposely being bad on this where where to me the punchline is nana tries to run away and yeah. Sting yells at him and goes the door's locked and then that's all you need yeah and no he just <laughs> let him go yeah uh, because there are people looking to beat up sting so i assume then that the mogul embassies eventually found him later that night i don't know it's just this... well they well they left right uh, as soon as they figured they out left that... to go save nana yeah, yes yeah so they hopefully they found him yeah um i hope nana's okay yeah well uh, i just hope sting's okay because because yeah. that would be five on one um yeah, yeah uh yeah they they did they purposely shot this poorly and left it lingering on sting so he could riff a little bit and then played it in the arena i just yeah. it's like okay that was a choice that you made. yeah so uh, they Excalibur pitches to a video package with the Brochachos, 
which of course is MJF and Adam Cole. And they're at a steakhouse, which they pan up later and you see it's the Outback Steakhouse, which of course is because Aussie Open is from Australia, which is yes. Outback. Yes. Um, and they announce here that there's only going to be one match on the buy-in. So all these people that think, oh, yeah, they're just going to add all these wrestlers onto the pre-show, and maybe there'll be a big battle royal, there'll be a bunch of things. Nope, just one match on the buy-in. MJF and Adam Cole, who are fighting in the main event. Um, and uh, Cole is all excited because he loves this place, and MJF doesn't. And uh, and then uh, MJF, then they go and they eat, and they're doing all these goofy camera cuts, and Cole is like just a nine-year-old that's never been to a restaurant before, um, and he's all happy. And then when it's over, they come out and uh, and they say, uh, uh, MJF says, it's the best food I've ever eaten. And he's like, if the food's that good, their wrestling must be even better. And then Cole's got an idea. And he's rented Crocodile Dundee 1 and 2. And uh, MJF's like, no, I got, I got something better. And he shows his phone. He's got kangaroos fighting. And uh, then they start doing just the worst Australian comedy you've ever seen. They leave a crocodile in the hallway, and MJF's trying to get him to do a crocodile kick. They double clothesline some stagehand into a pool, and then you hear Tony Khan from his office screaming at them, and they call him into the office, and they're yelling at him, you can't just go around nailing office people, blah, blah, blah. He's like, uh, you know, and and ironically enough, you pointed this out, that uh, the MJF is uh, – uh, or that it was ironic that uh, Tony Khan picked this week to do a skit where he's nailing uh, old guys, um, and or not top guys, I should say, uh, in a skit. And uh, they come out of the office, they're all scared. And then MJF's like, he's going to regret that in 2024. And then Khan comes out of his office, which he opens a door, and you see it's not really an office. It's just a hallway with two more offices. <laughs> and he's got a coffee, and he's like, what did you say? And then MJF's like, I said, you look great. And then, and then Tony's like, oh, thanks. And then he puts back on his sunglasses and walks back. And uh, this was, I I sent a message to you. I said, this was the worst thing I've seen on AEW television, maybe ever. And I had to change my mind in about 20 minutes after. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, yeah, apparently the kangaroo kick is over with Kevin Ely and uh, Samantha. I I just think, I don't like xenophobia. Like I, that's just me. I don't know. Um, I, and maybe it's not, but I don't. I don't I see don't the point it of, as xenophobic. But I don't I see the point, point of making fun of nationalities. It feels like 1980s Vince McMahon. Yes. And we're in 2023 with Tony Khan. Yes. Um, yeah. This. <laughs> this was bad for a number of reasons. Number one, I don't. Again, I don't want my main event crew doing this. Okay. I am of the opinion that they are going to tell the story where Max does save Adam with a kangaroo kick and they win with a double clothesline. I am, I am almost positive that these two are going to be your ring of honor tag team champions by the end of this zero hour by doing the comedy stuff. And I, again, we spoke about this last week. I understand the strategy. I understand the ha ha's. I understand that we want to make these memorable moments that Regal told us all about on table for three on that episode, <laughs> because those are more memorable than the matches that you have. I just, I'm, I'm flabbergasted that again, biggest wrestling card in history. 
And this is how we're building our main event. Uh, now, now I liked the in-ring stuff a little bit. Better. Yeah, and we'll get to that. Now, that, that was good. But I, I also want to take this. I don't want to interrupt you, but I want to take this point. Uh, if you have any thoughts about this or anything else that we're talking about, um, just reminded that you can use super chat uh, and you, you know give us a quick donation or something, and we'll make sure your comment gets highlighted. If you have a question, we'll answer it. Get if you're paid. in the Patreon, and I recognize that you are, I will put your comments up anyways. But if you're not in the Patreon and you uh, want to just contribute, just let us know. Or you can even do it if you're in the Patreon. But <laughs> Uh, sorry, Jeff. Back to you. Yeah, you Crocodile saying. Dundee, and they they forget about the glare on the on the light that's going to come on the DVD. That was mm-hmm. always a <laughs> Kevin and I can can switch filmmaking techniques at things that drive you nuts in terms of I just five something DVDs. <laughs> yeah, so we're going hard comedy up until I even think the main event's going to be heavy, heavy comedy, and they make up. Oh, I hope end. not. I I really I'm sure that buy-in show is going to be. Um, <laughs> the kangaroo kick is coming, and yeah, the double clothesline is coming, and Aussie Open's gonna have to lose for these guys, and there's gonna have to be a way to get back that. I don't, I don't mind the, the the double clothesline. I mean, that's fun, you know. It's the but this um this uh the kangaroo kick. I mean, it's just it's so stupid. It it's so beneath the position of your world champion. Well, there's that, yeah, and then it's like he flipped a switch. Yeah, and and then all of a sudden I'm the serious world champion now, and it's like, and I, I think their fans are just gonna accept it, you know. And I guess we are their fans oh, too. Let, and... Let's talk Tony Khan here, real quick, <laughs> because I I am pro never having Tony Khan on my television. I don't want him to be an NPC. I don't want him to be, and and oh look, the week he finally get decides to get control of his locker room, is for a comedy sketch. Yeah, that this yeah. is poor timing on his part. Cause... Well, and not only that, I, I mean, you could you could say that, or you could take it one step further and say they made him look like an idiot because they made fun of him as soon as he was gone. <laughs> they also <laughs> you know tried I mean? to make him look cool at the same time, you know, sunglasses and coffee. I'm your cool uncle boss. I kind of looked know? at it more like he was trying to be cool, but he's really not. But maybe that's just me projecting. No, what he needed to do was come out with the sunglasses looking all cool and go, hey, time for my promo? Yeah, well, all right. Knock this out one take. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, fans. Yeah. <laughs> oh, his I acting was better. Excited. Yeah. It was better here than it was the last time we saw him. I mean. <laughs> yeah, because uh, he, he's basically mocking him. He was like, and the yelling he was doing in the thing, like it sounded like, you know, what we imagine Vince probably sounds like. Um, yeah. 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 He knew the camera was off, so he let go and didn't try and act, which is great. Outback Jack debuted in in uh, in 1987, and here we are still doing it. Thank you. I what we it. need is a slap. Anthony jack, Anthony yeah. mentions I'm cool. I really am. Thank you, thank you, Anthony. I'm a cool grandpa. Um, I'm gonna leave that up there. Uh, <laughs> you should make Dan Zev ROH historian. Yeah, cool grab. Cool grab. No, all equal cool. There we go. There we go. Uh, as as told by uh, the people, uh, by our good friends in the Patreon. So next we go. Oh, I, I got to point this out too. When this skit was over, they they cut back. Well, they didn't cut to Excalibur, but they you know the announcers were talking, and Excalibur was doing the Michael Cole laugh. Yeah, um, yeah, you I, you caught that too. Um, so they showed up at the building in a uh, what was it a Ferrari? It was a Maserati. Uh, Maserati, okay, with personalized license plates and. Uh, MJF, you know, to just further the Vince McMahon 1987 thing, tells Adam Cole that he has to go take a dump. 
and uh, we're going to have to do this after. And then Adam Cole says, okay, I guess you can stick around till after the commercial, everybody. Like, in that tone. Like, Yeah. Was, it, oh, again, again, and, and then they leave, and Roddy Strong shows up with the kingdom behind him, and he's like, Adam, Adam, what are you doing? And he kicks the tire of the Maserati or the, the Ferrari or whatever it was, and uh, and he hurts his foot. So now he's got the the neck brace, which he wrestled on PWG, by the way, this past yes. weekend with the neck brace on. So um, I'm not sure if I appreciate it or not, but uh, this commitment to the gimmick. And uh, later on, we would see Roddy uh, nursing his injury with the kingdom by his side. I just this just keeps getting better. And yeah, so we get back to the ring and uh, it's MJF and Cole. And he's MGF is like making fun of Nashville. Hello, Nashville. <laughs> he's like, and the crowd's just eating it up. And uh, the devil has arrived. And he says, Adam Cole, talk to all these tens I see in Tennessee. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. And the crowd, I mean, you know what? They loved it. And I, I, I actually did like it too. And it's story time with Adam Cole. And he basically says, uh, we can have the biggest pro wrestling event of all time. If you got a ticket, make sure you're in your seats by five because we're going to become the ROH Tag Champs. And we're going to do it with, and then MJF interrupts him, a kangaroo kick, baby. And the fans chanted kangaroo kick. And he did his stupid little walk. And Cole says, no, we're going to win with a double clothesline. He said, but that's not the only match that night. In the main events, Adam Cole and MJF for the world championship. And the crowd, okay, this I want to stop here. The crowd gave a mixed reaction. And this is what I've been saying about this. Mm-hmm. The crowd is really into MJF and Adam Cole. I don't think they're really into the idea of seeing them fight each other. And it's the main event. And I've seen people say, well, it's the main event and it's the hot angle and blah, blah. And it's like, every time I've asked them, who are you rooting for? Nobody has an answer. Like, nobody wants to see either of these guys lose. Nobody cares who comes out of this a champion. All they care about is who turns on who. Am and I, I don't wrong? think they're yeah I don't even think they're going to get that. I think they they want to see them try and out trick each other and then hug it out at the end. Yeah, exactly, but they don't really want to see like I think probably at deep down they want to see MJF yeah. win. But I don't think yeah, I don't think they want a match between these two. Yeah. And it's the main event of the biggest wrestling show of all time. I think they want to see a lot of set pieces. Yeah. Well, so it's kind of like a WWE like with the bloodline, but the difference there is you went into every one of these shows like, oh, my God, we want Drew McIntyre to win at, at are, are we going to get mid-match promos and monologues? That's the oh question. Oh, my God, I hope not. Um, I mean, they'll be good. But, um, yeah, so I, I just this is when it struck me when the fans just gave that mixed reaction to Cole saying that. Yeah. So he says, it's the most important match of my life. Nine months ago, I was told I was never going to wrestle again. Fast forward to now, I'm in the main event, the biggest pro wrestling show of all time, challenging for the most prestigious prize in our sport, and I'm doing it with one of my best friends. I thought that was a key. And MGF says he looks like he's going to – I wrote down he looked like he's going to tear up. And he said, this match is important for my legacy. I've been at the top for 15 years. Every company I've been in, I've broken records with my championship reigns. The match with Max solidifies that legacy, not just being in the match – but winning the match. And the crowd booed that. And he said, Max, I love you, but I need to win this match more than you can ever imagine. I'm telling you, I'll the love the second that bell rings. I'll do anything and everything I have to do to win the title. It's a really good promo, I thought. And uh, Max answered him and he said, great story. Too bad, mine's better. And he said, who's ready for story time with MJ with the MJF baby? I think that's what he said. Or maybe he said the devil. MJF baby. Yeah. Baby, yeah. 
And he said, when I first got into this sport, my first day in the academy, I wrote down two dream opponents, Cody Rhodes and Adam Cole, baby. Fast forward the year 2018. For one year, I've had a Dodge Ram truck. I put 90,000 miles on it, busting my ass to make a name for myself. And then a little birdie tells me in 2018, there's going to be a show run by the elite in Chicago. Biggest show outside of WWE in decades called All In. I shot my shot. I DM'd Cody and said, you don't know me. I don't know you. And you don't owe me a damn thing. But if you give me the opportunity, I won't disappoint you. Time went by. It got closer and closer. I finally got an answer. Kid, you're all in. He said that it was the biggest night and the biggest opportunity of my career. I didn't win, but I opened a pay-per-view I had no business being on. I turned some heads, including Tony Khan. After that match, he offered me a contract for all elite wrestling. Fact of the matter, if there's no all in, there's no MGF, and that's a fact. And he says, fast forward to 2023, I went from being an unknown, scratched my way up from the undercard to become a generational talent, devil himself, the best to ever do it, and the AEW world champion. Crowd's chanting for him. Now, once again, I'm looking at an opportunity to be on a show called All In, biggest opportunity in my career in front of the biggest crowd in history against my dream opponent and my best friend. Not one of my best friends, yes. but my best friend. This means so much to me. This will go down in history as a main event, the biggest show of all time, but it doesn't mean everything to me. Only one thing means everything to me, and that's Triple B, because it's not just a title. The fans are chanting Triple B. It symbolizes my blood, sweat, tears, my hard work, my hours of training, standing in front of a TV set, studying tape till my eyes bleed to obtain this. And if you think that just because I'm your butt, I'm going to lay down, you're out of your goddamn mind. I love you like a brother, but a win at Wembley will make me legendary, and I'm going to beat you because no one is on the level of the devil. I'll stop there. There's more, but do you have any thoughts so far, or do you want me to keep going? <laughs> no, I, I liked this a lot. I just, it's one of those things where I, I, after watching that promo, I wish they weren't doing the tag match on the pre show. Just right? separate like, uh. them for a while and then maybe bring them back together, kind of a thing. Because I want, yeah, I, I agree with that sentiment right there with, with the, both Chief. Kevin and says, all in will end with a hug after a long match. It starts with comedy and gets serious, probably. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be the double Eddie spot with the chairs, probably. And Bryce will be yeah. the. Bryce will be the ref, I assume. So, yeah, you got to get some comedy in there. Uh, but the promo was so good that it's like, I don't want I don't want the uh, Aussie Open tag match anymore. I just want these two to build up to their match where they're both just saying, I will do anything to win. I will, you know, I, I'm going to hate you once that bell rings. That's all I want is a little bit more hate in my wrestling. The only and, like the only thing I could think of for this uh, this tag match is it has to have something to play into the main event. Otherwise, why do it here? Why not just wait until Chicago to do it? Because it it's the it's the uh, what they're going to do is they're going to do the I think what they're going to do. This is what I think because I I thought there might be a turn on that pre-show. I think it's going to be the the duck above the water. It's gonna look everything's calm, everything's fine. Oh yeah, they're on the same page. Et cetera, et cetera. And then when you get to the main event, then they're going to be backstabbing each other for, for 20 minutes. I think Adam Cole's going to be uh, not feeling well and uh, be not able to wrestle in that match. And Ozzy Open's actually going to retain. And then he's going to show up afterwards. That's a hell of an idea. Yeah, and show up afterwards and be like, oh, you know what? Like the doctor, he cleared me for the main event. I, I, I wasn't cleared in time for the tag match, but I'll be there for the main event. Uh, so you, you know, think Adam Cole does that or MJF does that? Adam Cole. Because it sounds more like something MJF would do. Well, exactly. It sounds like something MJF would do, but Adam Cole do it first. So I don't know. Um, but, th- you know, that's 
that's a little cheesy, but I just, I don't want to see uh, Aussie Open lose at the ROH. Yes, yeah, so and as uh, Damien points out in our chat and somebody else pointed out on Twitter, was word for word from the Austin promo before he went up against The Rock. Right, and he churned. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, uh, so then, uh, Cole. So says are we getting? So are we getting Tony Khan as Vince McMahon? Oh God, I hope not. But yeah, you know, like maybe because maybe he's gonna say, "Oh, I had to get, I had to do it before you left. I couldn't have you leaving with the title." Jesus. <laughs> so no. anyway, Cole says, "May the best man win." MJF says, "I have a feeling the best man will win." And then he says, "Because I'm better than you, and you know it." And uh, and then uh, Adam Cole says, I'm pretty sure you knew AEW world champion. His name is Adam Cole, baby. And then they get attacked by Aussie Open. And I, I uh, noted that it's uh, it's nice that Aussie Open waited till they were done their promo before. Attacking. Very polite gentleman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I guess they weren't offended by the See, Australian They didn't stuff. think it was xenophobia. <laughs> Bronson Reed did, though. Okay. But, of course, Bronson Reed doesn't cash a paycheck from Tony Khan. Um, and uh, they tried to double close on Davis, but he begged out. MJF was going to about to do the kangaroo. To kick, but Davis pulled the Kyle Fletcher out. They bailed. Cole standing beside MJF like he's going to super kick him, and then MJF turned around and Cole backed off. And I thought this was interesting because we we got the exact same thing later in the main event, but yes. which we'll get to. Um, I don't know why they needed to do it here. Crowd chanted for them to hug it out. They do. I was watching to see if Cole was going to do the stabbing motion. I didn't see it, so I don't think so. I will give credit that they they put a put a button on the punchline where where they're wa- the, the kingdom's watching this and Roddy has yeah. an ice bag on his foot. Yes, I thought yeah, that was absolutely. Nice. Yeah. That was my next note actually. Roddy and the kingdom are watching backstage. Strong is icing his foot. I, I hope he injures a few more body parts before they <laughs> body cast. I want Roddy yeah. Strong in a body cast. Yeah. Uh, the simp Roddy Strong, uh, which I Garrett was so excited because he's been calling him a simp on uh, the Fight Game podcast for weeks, and then MJF used the line. So clearly, he listens to the Fight Game podcast. Obviously, yeah. Uh, we pitched to remarkable Renee with with a bloody Chris Jericho, and Renee's in like an all white outfit. I was sure she was going to get blood on it, but uh, she didn't. I mean, you'd think Renee would know better than to wear white uh, with the guy she's married to, but. Um, she didn't get any blood on her outfit. Um, she told Os- or Jericho told Osprey, if you wanted a match, you didn't have to attack me. He said this match was going to happen in 2021 if at the Tokyo Dome, if not for the pandemic. He said, so at Wembley Stadium in your home turf, one of the greatest of all time versus another one of the greatest of all times, Jericho and Osprey at all in. I'm going to make you bleed and I'm going to drink your blood. I know you have mental problems, and I'm going to get in your head and embarrass you in front of your country, your family, and your missus. The Ocho is coming for you. This promo is fine. I didn't like him bringing up the mental issues, but they do it in Japan too, so I guess it's fair game. Does Will Ospreay have known mental issues? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like real life and storyline. They play it up in storyline, but in real life too, like he's, you know, like he's in his own head in a lot of cases. Got it. Yeah. yeah. So does Jericho debut a new character? Oh, no doubt. I'm really fascinated. Drinking by what, blood. I'm thinking vampire character. Here I'm we wondering go. Okay. what's I like. How are they going to do this? Because Callus is going to be with Osprey, and Callus is a total heel, and Osprey is going to have to be a massive babyface at Wembley, right? And but Jericho is Jericho, and they're going to be singing his song, and I don't know who the babyface and heel are going to be, but I have to think they're probably going to cheer Osprey. I don't know. It's a good point. I think I think Callus helps that matter, and I think Callus screws Jericho. Yeah, uh, Dennis thinks we're just gonna get the pain maker again. 
That's right. uh, I don't get this reference from Kevin. Jericho oh, uh, Lestat, the, uh, the the inter- interview with the vampire. Oh, okay, yeah, I didn't uh, see that movie. I got you, Kevin. Um, and uh, I, I will explain these references. To- yeah, well, that's why I ask. That's why you're my partner. <laughs> uh, Jonathan uh, really wishes we would have had some build and not just slapdash. And yeah. I mean, you can you can tie Callus back to Osprey going back to Forbidden Door. I mean, you know, he was involved in the finish of Omega Osprey, so it does make sense in that way, but. And then we got Jeff Hardy and Jeff Jarrett in a Texas Chainsaw Massacre death match. Uh, brought to you by the video game that was based on a movie, which was based on a true story. Um, so they introduce Jeff Hardy. He comes down and he's in the ring and there's there's tables set up and everything. And, you know, we're, it looks like we're just going to have your standard hardcore match, right? And uh, And then... But Jeff Jarrett never never comes out, so he he left the ring and he goes backstage, and so they're backstage, and the lighting is all weird, so it's like a horror movie, you know, like, and there's horror movie characters, except they're all just you know the guys from these different factions. So we got Karen Jarrett out there in a white tank top, um, and she's whipping Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, but he's just no selling it. Satnam Singh showed up and he choke slammed Hardy against the wall. In Zay his overalls, and Ethan, which I yeah. love. Yeah. Zay and Ethan make the save there. You know, Ethan's just a total baby face now. Um, and uh, they took out uh, uh, Satinum. L- lighting was really bad back here, so you couldn't see. But I think that was, like, actually by design. Hardy dropped a oh, bucket of blood on, on Jeff Jarrett, and some of it got on Karen. They're just covered in this whatever it was. I, oh, yes. The movie prop blood, I guess. It was. Uh, Jarrett and Carrot were trying to escape. Karen's screaming like, you know, a damsel in distress in a horror movie. They went to commercial with them walking through a hall, which, you know, was like, you know, the the people running away from the monster in, in a horror movie. So, you know, it's whatever. So they come back from commercial. And I thought they were outside brawling, but I guess they were just backstage. And now Lethal's there as well. Uh, Jarrett, I wrote Jarrett did leap onto everyone, but I think it was uh, Hardy. There's too many Jeffs Hardy. in this match. Too many Jeffs, too many Can, Jays. Like it's how uh, they went back to the curtain and they're in the arena. Karen's just covered in blood. Uh, everyone's brawling. Hardy choked Jarrett, dragged him to the ring. There's smoke coming up from under the ring now. I don't even know why because it went away real quick. Um, he's the, so they're in the ring. There's four baby faces beating on Jarrett. Crowd is just not reacting to anything. Uh, they put Jared on a table. Jeff hits a swanton. Jay Lethal makes a save. I wrote down, and this is the only time I'll ever say this. I wrote down, fuck Jay Lethal. I just wanted this to end. Um, but he hit the combo on Zay. Ethan took Zay out with a shoulder block. Sanjay kicked him in the nuts. Matt kicked hit him with a twist of fate, but Karen low blowed Matt. Jared had a guitar, but Jeff kicked him and got the guitar back. All of a sudden, we get music playing, and out comes... Leatherface with a chainsaw with, you know, just the loudest chainsaw sound effects you can hear like throughout the arena. And it was J- neither J- Doug Gilbert nor Terry Funk. So no, it was some, this. some dude in a mask. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Jeff Jarrett scared. Uh, and then it's but instead or Jeff, Jeff Hardy was scared. But instead of helping Jeff, because Jeff had said earlier, he's going to have Leatherface in his corner. He attacked the heels. Uh, he he was going to kill Karen. Like he's literally over top of her with his chainsaw and Karen luckily got away and saved her life. Satnam got in the ring. Jeff got out of the way of a choke slam. Lethal nailed Hardy with a hammer. Satnam choke slammed him. Lethal put Jared on top and Jeff Jarrett got the pin. This was the worst match in AW history. I will not hear any arguments otherwise. This was terrible. Fucking you know, terrible. Watch yeah. part of my language. <laughs> 
you know, AEW fans went in on WWE when they had things like the Mountain Dew pitch black match for product placement. Or the zombie match. Well, I was just saying, because this is just pure cynical product placement. Okay, okay. Yeah. For the video game. And and this is a one-to-one comparison, and it is just as terrible. It looked like they were doing a fiend match with all the red lighting. Uh, my jokes go as follows. Jeff should have left Karen for dead. That would have been funny to me. <laughs> um, props to Sanjay for his five-year-old in a cowboy <laughs> outfit. I, I absolutely adored that. Because they were in Nashville. Yes. Did they think Jeff Jarrett was going to get booed in Nashville? because Tana Slee this is Jeff Jarrett country and I get that that he hasn't been a huge star in the last 40 years there but they're still look they still cheer horseman country in Greensboro and did on on Saturday Uh, this this was god awful what was Leatherface comes out that's it all right yeah, again, smoke coming from out from under the ring, but nobody bothers to investigate why. I was, I was certain. No, I think it was they were going for some sort of effect, but then it just they stopped. were, but there's no reason for it. No. That's the thing. So like, the fans couldn't see it. We're just gonna have smoke. Yeah, and then and then you have Leatherface come out, and he doesn't chainsaw anybody. No, which, I mean he he tried to chainsaw Karen, but I mean do away. or do not. There is no try here. Let let, let let's have Karen do the stuff for the team. <laughs> just get hacked to death in storyline, much like Eric Young in Impact Wrestling was killed. Oh. We're gonna have to have a murder here in order to sell this Texas Chainsaw Man. Look, look, Tony has a bloated roster already. We couldn't have chainsawed Tony Nice in any way or something like that. You know, just somebody who has to take one for the team. Uh, Sanjay, you know, San- how dare you, sir? <laughs> well, I mean, Sanjay, if you- Sanjay is a treasure on this show. But this is also what I expect every Jeff Jarrett match to be from now on. Like yeah. the concession brawl, this. I like just, the concession brawl. Just old men hitting each other with crap. And and yeah. I'm here for this. I mean, this was so unrepentantly stupid that by the time it got around to it, I was liking it. That's oh, what I'm frightened I about. I never got I think there. This, I think this was terrible, there. and it became so terrible, I started to enjoy the terrible. I will say the one all. part when I was starting to kind of get into it a little bit was when I figured out what they were doing with the hallway and the lighting and everything. But then when they went back to the ring, it was just, oh, my God. Like, Look, it was we a, needed more. We needed a car that wouldn't start. It we was need to every, have two teenagers having sex that get impaled. We it need, was every we TNA asylum-era main event with Jeff Jarrett that I've ever seen. <laughs> they got a title. Leather. Oh, please let Jeff Jarrett be bringing this to TV. Yes. Please. That was the whole point of this. Uh, this was and I really want bad. To, I want him to defend against Cayman Nito. That's all. I, I, I can't wait to hear what other people have to say about this. Like, I do oh, listen to a few other like podcasts. This. Yeah. Nobody's going to like this, I don't think. Are they? Triple J against Jungle Boy Jack Perry to unify the FTW and Leatherface belts. That's Dennis Owen's suggestion that he should be Booker of the Year. We went from that to Britt Baker and the Bunny. And uh, Britt Baker. Boy, did Britt Baker look like I have to follow that crap? Okay, here we go. Yeah, this was, you know, check, women's match. Um, Britt Baker was wearing the same jacket she wore at the original All In, which they pointed out. 
Bunny had Penelope with her. Apparently, they're known now as the final girls. Um, I wasn't aware of that, but Excalibur pointed that out. Crowd, of course, after the they last... were the final girls tonight, I think. So, yeah. Yeah. After the lunacy of the previous match, the crowd just wasn't terribly into this. Um, they went through a commercial break. Uh, the match, I mean, the wrestling was okay. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. Um, so they got some DMD chants. There was a few people chanting for the bunny. I just wrote down, they're just doing stuff. Um, Britt pulled out her glove. Penelope grabbed it. And then uh, Bunny super kicked Britt. But Britt hit her with a mule kick and then just got a stomp for the pin. Because I guess like she can't do that that lockjaw without the glove. So she Britt hit, hit her with, with a, a super kick that didn't come anywhere close to her. And boy, did Bunny sell it. I hope... Damien, you got to let us know. Are you talking about the freaking Texas Death Summit? Yes. Oh, yes, wow. Okay. All right uh yeah um <laughs> damien fast forward the brit the brit oh oh so now, now you and damien need to have an argument about what was yeah. the worst match night texas chainsaw yeah. or brit- no i mean honestly this was i didn't I mean, mind it i you know no, it was I, I like penelope and i you know the bunny i mean it was probably the worst match on the show besides that but i mean it wasn't noticeably worse than anything no else. no it was no. not no, I mean, you know, even the, the the Gates of Agony match was nothing. I mean, it was, you know, it was fine, but it was yes. really there. And we need to get Britt into this four-way. So yeah, so Britt's I, in the four-way. It's uh, Britt and Cheetah and Tony Storm. And, I was hoping for a Britt promo, Soraya. and I thought we were going to get one, and we didn't get one. I was nope. kind of disappointed by that. And they could have. It seemed like they could have. So the, the, the selling thing here is there's three former, well, one current champion, two former champions, and the great one of the greatest women's wrestlers of all time. Which, in case you don't realize, they're talking about Soraya. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a pioneer in the women's division. Uh, I'm going to leave that up there for a few minutes, a few seconds. Uh, so we got our rundown for – so we get our rundown. You know, you know how, we did? Well, you know how Excalibur always does the, the rundown of Collision, Dynamite, you know, whatever big cards are coming up? Apparently, there's no matches on Rampage this week. Uh, there's no matches on Collision, although there is. I mean, they, I think they announced something last week, but I don't. Re- oh, I think Darby is wrestling Christian for Luchasaurus's title, or maybe it's not yes. Luchasaurus's title. Um, but then zero hour. So there's like four shows between no one, two, three, five shows between now and uh, London. But um, the next thing that they promoted was zero hour Aussie opening uh, against MJF and Cole for the Ring of Honor tag team titles. Uh, the all-in pay-per-view uh, on August 28th or 27th, 27th. Uh, Stadium Stampede, six on six. Uh, the Blackpool Combat Club and three partners against uh, Lucha Bros, Best Friends, Orange Cassidy, and Eddie Kingston. Jericho and Osprey. Oh, the Golden Elite, Omega, Page, and Ibushi against Takeshita and the uh, BCG, the Bullet Club Gold. Yeah. Uh, MJF and Adam Cole for the AEW World title kind of weird that they just kind of put that in the middle rather than as the main event although it is the main event um ftr and the bucks darby and sting against swerve and ar fox in a coffin match uh brit and soraya and storm and cheetah for the aw women's title kind of interesting that it's a really heavy dynamite card um not not a lot of collision wrestlers on there but i Maybe we're going to get more matches. Or... I assume we're going to get the colli- the collision matches on collision. I think we're going to get Punk and Joe, but I can't think of anyone else that we're going to get. Starks is uh, suspended, so he's not on the card. House of Black? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, House of Black against... Uh, the Acclaimed the, uh, and somebody. The Acclaimed and Billy, probably. Okay. 
Um, we got highlights. Well, speaking of which, we got highlights of the uh, collision oh, from a month ago when uh, Billy Gunn's retirement aired, and we got the promo from the acclaimed saying they're going to love him and miss him. And uh, the acclaimed in action, and uh, they showed two opponents. They didn't name them. Uh, they did their promo, uh, the the rap on the way of the ring, and he called them big hair. He reminded them of bald headed penises, yes. and he said they were going to get locked down like President Trump. Um, and uh, before the match started, the lights went out, and uh, Excalibur was worried the Leatherface was back. Uh, but when the lights came back on, the jobbers were gone, and House of Black were there. They just beat the crap out of uh, the acclaim. This went on forever. Uh, they bladed, I think, Caster. Um, and I think it might have been legit because bro, uh, Buddy was using his chain, and I think he nailed him hard way. Um, and uh, crowd was chanting for Daddy Ass. Julia grabbed Billy's boots, and they gave him to uh, Malachi Black, and that was it. Uh, I guess just to kind of tease that probably ch- crowd was chanting for Daddy Ass, but he never showed up. So um, he's coming for his boot, coming for his boots, and try to save his boys. I guess. Yes. Yeah. And speaking of his boys, they were in the main event of this wonderful wrestling show against the young bucks and uh that was uh that was next uh the bucks attacked them during their entrance they the announcers are selling that this was payback for the the beast the black oh god there's too many bcs in this the bullet club gold attacking kenny omega earlier uh they took control they just had a match you know it was the crowd was really into the bucks and they didn't like the guns and chanting ass boys and all this stuff uh, they were like three minutes left on the show, and Tony pointed out, Tony Schiavone pointed out that Tony Khan is announced that they're going to let this go as long as they have to because of how important this is to the Maui Food Bank. And I, I'd never mentioned it at all, but I should point out this was Fight for the Fallen, and the proceeds were going to the Maui Food Bank to for the victims of the Maui, uh, uh, was it floods or fire? Oh, no, wildfire. Wildfires. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I should know that. Um, and uh, they, <laughs> but it's like, because of how important. Did they ever do a heavy push for the, for any toll-free calls or no. anything? That they did the say there's an address that you could donate to. But okay. I don't understand how the result of this match is so important to the Maui uh, Relief Fund. But. Uh, I thought, wonder maybe it was a telethon that I wasn't aware of, and um, but uh, you know, and if depending on who wins, they get more money. I'm not exactly sure, but anyways, um, she noticed Nick's bald spot. <laughs> I, I, I I'd never noticed it before. I don't I don't know if it's getting bad, but there's a couple spots when they they focus on him from behind, and he's he's got the quite the bald spot coming up. Paul, oh, I'm a bald man, of course I know. I know. Okay. Uh, so, anyways, they uh, they did the three ten to Yuma uh, on Matt, but then Nick saved with a double foot stomp. Austin tagged in, did a famouser. He rolled up Matt with an O'Connor roll, but Matt reversed it, and Nick helped him cheat to win. And that was your finish. That was certainly a finish that happened on this show. In addition to uh, oh, this to- is this is nice. Yeah, Tony Tony Khan announced after the show that all the money from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre sponsorship would go to the Maui Relief Fund. So. And all uh, the concessions that everybody left to go get during that match. <laughs> um, and they probably got a lot of money for that. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Uh, the the Bucks jump the guns prior to the match. They did. And then they win by cheating. Damien's five-year-old son has figured out pro wrestling. He asked if the Bucks were bad guys because they jumped the Bucks during their entrance. And then they cheated to win. Yes. Well, sometimes, <laughs> uh, young five-year-old Damien. 
son whose name I can't remember right now. Uh, sometimes uh, we, we, we have blood feuds where people are so angry they can't wait to get into the match. That wasn't this either. <laughs> no. Uh, you know, no. It's, no, this just that was such a stupid end. And and then and then we get this beat down for uh just continue. I'll talk about it in a sec. Well, no, that's okay. Well, we got the beat down. Uh, we, no, we, we got the, the beat down. We get, yeah. we get the beat down and it extends, extends, and then we have to get FTR's music before they make the save. So yeah. that they get a pop. And then and then they do the same thing that Adam Cole did to MJF. Yeah. Look like they're gonna jump him and then nope, yeah. stand straight up. The exact same thing. Yeah. Which I mean, you do it once on you know either here or there but you don't need to do it both times and not only that but the idea is that we now have for the world tag team titles and the world title we have friends wrestling each other i won't say that they're friends though well why'd they save them uh (laughs) because the sanctity of this match is so important to our legacy was there no other baby faces uh, in the back that could have I think FDR them? should have hit him with chairs. That would have made me far more interested in this match. Yeah, right? I want like, some heat. I want. I don't care about mutual respect. I'm so tired of this Ring of Honor crap. I, I, just, <laughs> I just want wrestling. And wrestling is people who don't like each other hitting each other with stuff. That's what I want. I was actually at this match, and I thought the same thing, actually. Tuan Matt points out, like, Cody cheated to win against Finn on Monday at Raw in Winnipeg. Briefcase to the face when the ref wasn't looking. They don't know how to make faces anymore in all of wrestling, especially North America. Well, you know, because it made Hey, faces. this Jason brings oh, up a good point. The bullet, the black, oh, my God. The F, yes, Bullet Club, Club Gold is feuded with FTR. Jay and Juice have been feuding, so that's why FTR. Yeah, um, I... It, it it's almost going hard the other way against stupid babyface syndrome when they cheat and it's like well they tried to cheat us so we cheated them right back that can be used occasionally yeah and when you've been getting screwed time and time and time again and then you know and then the good guy cheats because now it's payback and it's earned karma this was not that no, no. <laughs> but you know, I mean, there is that the professional respect between the FTR, FTR yes. and the Bucks. But but you know, I think Jason's nailed it though. It it, it was more probably about Jay and Juice than helping the Bucks. Yeah, you know, um, and uh, so we, you know, we're kind of all kind of intertwined there, and and you know, that's cool. So next week we're just going to get a bunch of uh, go home stuff, and next week's going to be interesting because. We have they're taping dynamite and collision on the same night, so we're gonna have all these people in the building at the same time. Um, which we might could, not have a few people in that building. Yeah, it it could be interesting. I mean, yeah, is Punk gonna be there? Who knows? I mean, kind of has to be. I don't know. I think he'll be on the other side of the dynamite crew. Yeah, maybe. So that was dynamite, um, and uh, yeah, so uh, you know we. Uh, Again, the stuff we normally talk about at the beginning, we'll we'll kind of get into now. But, and I guess we, you know, the whole show was about building to all in, and uh, we talked about, you know, the the lack of build for all in. Um, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. But this uh, production crew on both shows continues to miss big shots. Yes, they they screwed up the entry, the the finish of the main event on Collision. Yes. Which, uh, and I want to get your thoughts on Collision in a second. But yeah, that was Samoa Joe attacks CM Punk on the outside while FTR was in the ring with House of Black. Do you notice they uh, forgot about the uh, the the 
what the open house what are those the rules house rules house rules yeah they forgot about yeah. them again so there yeah. was like a couple of weeks ago when it there was they had a match and they didn't do it and I thought oh god they just got rid of it and then then they did another match and they had it when it was Action and Dreddy and Darius Martin and whoever their partner Lee Johnson um, or somebody um, and they didn't they didn't they did it there but there it was like oh Julia Hart's banned from ringside and then in the main event of Collision they just had no house rules but uh, yeah they they missed that and there was another big one they they had just missed the Moxley right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, eh, I don't know. I think they got a lot on their plate. Um, what do you think of Collision? I, I like as I'm, Collision. Okay. And I knew you would because that's your kind of show. Yes. Squash matches and promos. Yes. Yeah. That's all I a, wanted wrestling. That's all I nice need. Main event. Just build um, me to the big cards and I'll get there, man. I, I agree in principle, but if you're going to do that, I want your squash matches to be shorter and give us yes. more of them. Yes, um, I don't. I don't need people getting. I, like, I don't need Brock Anderson getting anything. No, and I don't need. God bless Boulder and Bronson. Yes, but that match. That was not way too long. Yeah, way too damn long. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree with it. Yes, yeah. they. They. Oh, here's your chance. Well, we'll, we'll give the kid a little something. No, I, I was surprised them. that Mercedes and uh, and Diamante picked up a win, but I, mean, I was damn shocked. About yeah, <laughs> and then I snarkily wrote, "Right, Team One." Um. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I, I did not I don't like okay, who's Ricky Starks gonna manage? I don't think he's gonna manage anybody. He's just gonna be around cutting promos yeah. because he has a manager's license. Yeah. That makes no damn sense. <laughs> no, you're right. You got the manager's license, go manage someone. Go help someone. You know, Maybe it'll like, be Hobbs. That would, that would blow my oh mind my right God. there. I mean, who? Like unless he just shows up in somebody's corner, maybe. Yeah, that's what you I'm know, thinking happened one yeah, day. Like, and whoever's like fighting action and dreddy or something. Punk. No, he's gonna screw punk somehow. Hmm. Maybe he's gonna manage Joe. Could be, yeah. Yeah. See that. that that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. No, yeah, because Joe needs somebody to talk for him. I have um, I've started to somehow love this powerhouse Hobbs and QT Lucha Libre uh champion now, uh QT Marshall. Um <laughs> <laughs> that has to be the match at all out, doesn't it? Which? Hobbs and QT. No, it's going to be Hobbs and Miro. Okay. Oh, no, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I think think what's going to eventually happen, I think they're going to go. I I don't think we're going to get a winner. This is all swerve, though. This is all a swerve to get back to that whole stable being right back where we started from. Oh, no. I think we're going to get Powerhouse and Miro as a team. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh! Now you you have you have piqued my curiosity. Yeah. My friend, and and they'll that. they'll start by by taking out QT's crew, and then they'll move on to FTR. But but he just destroyed him with a with a spine buster. You think this becomes a mutual respect team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll do like a like a fifteen minute match where they just beat the shit out of each other, and we don't even get a winner. And then it's kind oh, of because F- because the QT crew yeah. interferes, yeah. and then and then Hobbs gets mad at that, and so they both just start beating them up. Yeah, okay. And it's the same that. way. It's the same way. Um, Champa and Gargano, uh, yeah, the team, right? Yeah, feuded with each other, and uh, Birch and uh, uh, who are those? Birch those and Lorkin. Yeah. yeah, Birch and Lorkin, same thing. Well, well, well. The the Champa Gargano team was because they ended up facing each other in the cruiserweight class. Right. So there right. were actually yeah, yeah, stakes yeah. to that. But uh, Hobbs and Miro against Cage and Bill. Oh yeah, sign me up for that. Kevin Ely. Where's uh, Ward? Shout, shout out to the. Uh, uh, he's crying in the chapel. Um, he did an interview not that long ago where he said he's very upset about not being on wrestling shows lately. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, that that be oh the Hobbs and Mero and Cage and Bill. Oh, oh, hose me. Yes, give me that, please. Uh, uh, Dennis Dennis did uh, confirm that what I said it was a Ferrari, not a Maserati that Roddy had. Um, okay, well, I said Maserati. Yeah, and I think because I think I was just going. It was off. a rental. How about that? There we go. There we go. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, and Rampage was Rampage. I think I don't even remember it. it I didn't watch like Rampage. I did. I did. I don't think it like I don't remember it being bad or anything. I just you know it was a show. I. I, Who does uh, Harley Cameron end up with? I saw someone suggest Cage and Bill, and I kind of like that. Um, right. Or the acclaimed. I mean, that's the natural. The one. Acclaimed but, feels like the natural hook. Yeah, yeah. Um, she she did a she did a in ring. Oh yeah, you you didn't see Rampage. You missed this. She sang Johnny TV's entrance. It was so no, awesome. The, yeah, the only no, the only clip I saw was from uh, Orange versus uh, versus Johnny TV. Oh yeah, yeah. You got to explain he, that to me. What was the comedy there? Okay, the comedy there is he's walking backwards, and he just feels Bryce behind him getting Harley down on the on the ground, and just switches places with him. So that oh. so that Bryce then sees the three people who have entered gotcha. the ring okay. to try and beat him up. That was a great side gag that they did. It was uh, James McDaniel on the boom. That suggested uh, I knew I'd heard it somewhere, and that proved I listened to your show, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> it, yeah, it was. Uh, he suggested Harley managing Cajun Bill, so I, I do like that idea. You sent me something. Uh, can I read this, or was this something you got from somebody uh, about Ace? Oh, that that's from Fightful Select. So okay, yeah. so I can read it. We I can attribute to Fightful Select. Okay, yes, so as it. per Fightful Select, Sean Rossap. Ace Steel was brought back to the company ahead of AEW Collision, is on the payroll, but won't be in buildings and hasn't been seen. Sources confirmed and made a fightful that due to brawl out, he was told he was considered an, an insurance risk and wouldn't be permitted to attend the shows. After months out of the fold, we learned that Steele met with Tony Khan in recent months, spoke about wrestling. Ultimately, it was decided he couldn't return to AEW in some capacity, while not, or that he could return, but not being on the road and would be permitted to seek work outside of all elite wrestling as well. His deal's up in the fall of 2024. Steele supposedly confirms on a lot of things, uh, has periodic discussions with Tony Khan, and suggested things for CM Punk specifically. And it was also suggested that he should get some back pay for the time that he was out. Uh, he was out for biting one of the EVPs. Um, what the hell is going on? He's Punk's consigliere. Okay. <laughs> he, he is he is his wartime consigliere, I guess, too. And he needs he needs him around, I guess. Like it, this is a political move. This is pure politics. This is this is how far this is make me happy, Tony. Bring my friend back. And this is this is also why he wouldn't let Christopher Daniels in the building because his buddy A. Steele is not allowed in the building. Correct. So what's good for the goose is good for the gander. And uh what's his name? Um he is a uh head of talent relations in title only. Christopher yeah. Daniels, because do you clearly, feel in charge? Yeah, yeah. If, <laughs> well, the head of town relations, sure you are, pal. Let me go. So let me call my friend here. Yeah, this sounds like a good match: Phoenix versus Commander. I guess they didn't feel that it was important to mention that on Dynamite, but yeah, um, uh, yeah, and and they didn't want Christopher Daniels because yeah, he tried to he break up the fight, trying to break up the fight, trying yeah. to do his job. Um, heaven forbid you try to uh handle talent relations in your capacity as the head of talent relations uh 
I, I'm sorry. I have a lot of time for Chris Daniels. I have all the respect in the world for him. I do too. It's it's just it, yeah. it, it it's he's the only adult in the room. Well, that and it's like it's like okay, boy, this undermines Tony Khan in my opinion. A lot of this. Yeah. yeah. It's like okay, you just get okay. You're just gonna get yeah. Well, I mean, he's the money. He's this. He's that. I get that. I I get that full heart. I, I mean, wholeheartedly. I get if that's the point here. <laughs> But at the same time, it's like, okay, next time Tony comes in there with someone like Mega or someone like that, it's like, yeah, f you. I I run this show. Get out of yeah. here, and yeah. I'll go to the and I'll go to the network. That's the other part that ticked me off about the Nemeth thing, by the way, is that he's like, w- do you want to go outside and and talk about this type of thing? Like, you want to fight? Ain't nobody gonna be able to punch Punk and get away with it. That's, that's just a no a bitch move. I'm yeah. sorry. And 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 I'm sorry, like Nemeth is a guy that everybody likes. And I mean, yeah, he spoke his mind on Twitter and I'm sure he regrets it. I mean, obviously he does. He deleted his And Twitter. again, we shook hands to squash the beef. Yeah. That's so. the thing that gets me the most is like you gotta be a man of your word, especially with you're in a position of responsibility. And you can't just it's it's not time to play office politics during that time. It's like, look, you gave the guy your word that the beef was over, the beef was over. Boom. Yeah just occurred to me you know another uh team that the elite or uh, we'll we'll wrap up right away but uh the blackpool combat club maybe they get uh lfi yeah you know uh you know kind of feuding with the Leecher bros kind of kind of might work um and maybe that would play into uh why phoenix was wrestling commander i, I thought know. i thought lfi was gonna be up against the house of black on on that show but it looks like they're gonna save that for gun i had heard that as well at some point but um yeah <laughs> come see me and then accuse you of beating down the door all right uh we're we're at our 90 minutes so jeff uh this has been fun did we miss anything i don't think so eh? i think we got we hit all our topics i wouldn't say i missed anything okay uh, this was a fun show uh in your opinion dynamite uh, <laughs> uh and the dynamite show no uh i am on a show called shake them ropes at shake them ropes on x uh part of the voices of wrestling podcasting network this week Chris and I will definitely be complaining about everything, much like we did last week. Uh, last week, we compared the bloodline that need to end like Godfather 2 with Solo Sokoa being Al Neri in the boat. Um, <laughs> and and I am going to be doing another show with Garrett sometime in the near, near future. And I believe... Uh, yeah, I heard about that. Is it Sounds Scott fun. Young that's with me? Uh, I think so. Yeah, from about, uh, the rap. About, Survi- about Survivor Series... 91 and this tuesday in texas so the last be... time a north american company tried to run two pay-per-views within a week of each other yes yeah uh and i am uh i'm going to be doing a show I, I i may be wrong on this i think i'm doing a post uh ufc show with uh, garrett this week but maybe not um, i'm not quite sure but either way ryan frederick and i'll be back next week to recap ufc 292 with two big title fights and uh and then i'll be back here with uh, jeff next week i don't think i have anything else going on uh no no rap appearances booked or anything but uh yeah we're uh, ramping up for uh, next week's gonna be the go home for uh for all in and all all in i guess not all out um, might be the stay home yeah i am looking forward <laughs> to all in I, I i can't lie like and i am really looking forward to the idea of an afternoon pay-per-view um especially with aw where it's oh, like, that's oh, right it starts at like 9 a.m my time yeah yeah 11 my time but at least it'll be over early so yeah, I'll, be, I'll be happy for that i still have my saturday night so oh there's collision oh no it's sunday never mind it's not even sunday oh that's you know what i bet you i'm gonna be like 
tuning in on Saturday morning, expecting a pay-per-view. And then it's actually going to be Sunday. Uh, but yes, next Sunday, all in. And we'll have some fight game content. So just uh, stay tuned for that. So for Jeff uh, and for everyone that joined us in the chat, I really appreciate it. You made the show move along and I hope you all enjoyed it. We enjoyed having you here. So for Jeff, I've been Paul and this has been the Dynamite Show. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.